0: Hello and welcome to another edition of The Tigers Down Under. My hair gets progressively more wild with these lockdowns they were in, but um, welcome to another episode. Um, I have with me Dan today. How are you, Dan?
1: Oh, yeah, I'm pretty good. I mean, I'm getting closer to potentially one of those lockdowns that you're coming out of, I think. It's getting more wild in my neck of the woods at the minute, but...
0: Yeah, yeah, we just come out on Monday. So I, have, I do have to get down to a hairdresser at some point, but uh, that will be in the very near future. Um, but in other exciting news, very happy news, we do have a win to discuss. It feels like it was a little while ago now. Um, I was just saying to you beforehand, it feels a bit foggy to to cast our minds back to two weekends ago um, before the international break with a very uh, positive result against Middlesbrough. It is, it is sort of funny. We were um, talking on the last episode, I think, about the fact that... Um, our last win in the championship, or one of our last wins in the championship, I should say, came against um, uh, Warnock's Middlesbrough in his first game in charge, and and um, we got them again this time. So, what did you make of the game?
1: Yeah, look, I thought it was um, it was a really good game. I thought we that we played really well, but I think we were probably lucky. I think Barra had a couple of decent, really good chances that um, you know, if, if not for Ingram we possibly may not have won it like i was getting i was getting fearful you know it seemed like it was going to be one of those games that might just slip away in the last 10 minutes um but it sort of went the other way we actually managed to to, to take to take it in the last sort of last little section of the game but it was it was feeling like a game was going to get away um for a while for a long long for long periods but i think you know a nice surprise we talked about whether, um McCann would 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 change the formation when we were last speaking and you know lo and behold he actually he did against okay, what we what we expected I think I said you know it would be good to see it but I don't think he'll do it um and he did and you know credit to him he, yeah, I I he couldn't believe it. it
0: I saw I, I saw the three the three center backs on the pitch you kind of go oh hang on what's happening it's great Yeah. yeah.
1: Um, but, yeah, got got the win. Uh, lucky first one, in a sense. Like, I mean, a cracking hit, but, you know, to hit the post and then come back and hit the keeper in the back of the head and, and bounce in is a bit, it's a bit wild. Yeah. It's probably one of the weirdest own goals I've ever seen. Yeah. But
0: he, he did it against someone, like not not the same sort of goal, but he did have another one where he hit the post and it came back in off the keeper. Mm-hmm. It was a last-minute goal against Barnsley or someone? Yeah. Um, um, I do. He got, he got a home. equalizer. I think it was like a last minute equalizer, and it was one of his first goals. It would have been, I think, might have been even his first home goal. And it was sort of, do you give it? You can't really give it to him because it's come back in off the keeper. But yeah, making a habit of it.
1: Yeah. Um. I mean, I don't really care how how we get him at the minute any goals we can get we'll take um, and, and, but,
0: and look I mean we, we were saying in the last episode how unlucky we've been and you know we just need a bit of luck to go our way and it's that sort of fluky not fluky but like odd sort of lucky goal that you know falls our way and all of a sudden look how we responded
1: yeah and I think you know heading into that international break perfect time to, to nab that first win it would have been a really long two weeks had we not picked up those points I think um, but you know what's the you know the four points or whatever just before the break, so a, mm. a pretty good sort of lead into that. You get two weeks of real positivity around the club, um, potentially some returns again soon, um, for, with some players from injury. I think is that right?
0: Yeah, I think. Well, I think Honeyman should be back now. Um, I don't actually even know if we've got any injuries because I think Huddleston's fit, Honeyman's fit. Yeah. Um, maybe. Is it Longman was potentially out? I can't. I can't quite remember. But I, I think most of the players should now be fit.
1: Yeah. So um, you bring bringing all those extra players back into the squad. Everyone's fit. We've got some point. Some points starting to you know. It's, maybe it's starting to turn in our favour a little bit, um, without getting too carried away off of one victory, of course. Um, but but...
0: We, yeah. But we, we were sim- saying similar. I mean, Eve's getting that last minute goal against Blackpool. Felt like a turning point in itself. It mm. felt like you get almost you're getting a win without the three points, and and we've shown it. We've come through in this borough game with the win, and and you, you're right. Like for large portions of the game, I did feel like this was just gonna be another one of those games where we showed, looked good in patches and then threw it away. They had that chance where they were through on goal, and I, I can't remember the player who um really should have at least got his chance on target, but sort of um, went just past the post with his shot. But you know, Ingram put out some saves. Um, and, and then, you know, a bit of luck fell our way with the KLP shot. I mean, it was it, as you said, it was a sweetly taken volley. It was just a bit um, bit of a funny f- sort of circumstance in how it went in. Um, that Wilkes goal as well, I mean, it was good to see him get the goal, but, jeez, oh, look, if he'd missed that, it would have been a bit, bit awkward because I feel like, you know, Eves was right there for a pretty square pass and, and a pretty short tap-in, so uh, it's a good thing he found the back of the net.
1: Yeah, look, when he took that extra little touch... I was livid for a, a split second um and then oh, you know, it up too
0: long he's going to you know rolled it
1: under the keeper and I was I, I was okay with it then um yeah one of those decisions where you, it's hard to criticize because he put it in the back of the net but it yeah. You're pretty close to, to wanting to say surely at that point you just square it up to the to the man who's got a real open fully, fully open net no defence around him. But
0: yeah, and I, and I think on the highlights I had a look at Eve's reaction when he scored it, and Eve's just, there's like a, a flicker of disappointment on Eve's because it's like I you know I was right there for the pat pass and then he kind of jogs over and he's happy for the goal. But hmm. um, yeah, it's it's definitely one of those ones that you've got to make sure you put it away, and he, and he certainly did. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I guess the other thing that we, you sort of touched on as well as the formation, it was great to see the 3-5-2. I thought uh, we, we, it, it was so funny to have it happen straight after the discussion on the podcast last time around. Um, you know, Presumably Grant McCann is one of our viewers and, you know, cheers, Grant. It's good to see that you've taken our advice on board. But, no, uh, you know, in all seriousness, I mean, seeing Bernard, um, Greaves, and um, Jones all in that defence, I thought looked really good, looked really solid. Um I don't know. I mean, Elder presumably was out with a precautionary sort of um, potential uh, sort of resting, I suppose, and that solved the conundrum of where you play Lewis Potter in a three-five-two. So he played on that sort of left wing back role. Um, I don't know if Elder's back this week, what that means. Maybe maybe KLP starts up top with Wilkes or something like that. But, uh, oh, sorry, with um, Smith, I should say. Um, but, yeah, look, really positive signs and it worked quite well.
1: Yeah, I actually thought with Elder that it may have been to do with the travel that was mm. going for his the international that maybe he left a little bit earlier, um, or, or something like that just to to be able to, to get get in there and, and I don't know and train or, or whatever or just acclimatize. Where yeah, where was our first game? Uh second game was Japan, really? wasn't it? Uh the second one was in Japan, the first one was they played Oman, and probably uh, in Qatar because I think it was supposed to be a home game. So, yeah, so but, it's probably yeah. not really that far in the grand scheme of things, I guess. But yeah, I'm not that was my sort of inclination. Yeah. But maybe there was. Oh, yeah, certainly would,
0: probably makes sense.
1: Um, you know, maybe Arnold just put in a request for to say we want to try and get a few days training or whatever to make sure they secure that world record. Yeah. <laughs> Did he, he
0: didn't get any minutes in the end, did he? No.
1: Nah.
0: We're going to talk about it in a bit, but yeah, um, international duty, but um would have been nice to see him against Japan given how that turned yeah, out. But... <laughs> with,
1: with how bad the incumbent left-back performed.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um Well, look, um, we, we'll move on there. We'll talk about the uh, internationals yeah. in a second. So we'll do the 3 two ones for this match. Um I've, I've given my three votes to KLP. I think I'm a bit of a sucker for, for the goal or the opening goal um, getting the points in that in that sense. So I've given that to KLP. I thought it was great. Well, it was a well-taken goal um, and he had a fantastic game as well. Um, and then the player that I've just touched on with, Bernard, getting um, the two votes from me, um, had the most clearances in the side, really solid at, at centre-back again. Um, I feel like that back three, that, that formation, the back three, really suits him and, and probably Greaves as well, just to have that extra little bit of cover. They're both still quite young and learning, but he certainly didn't put any foot wrong in the game at all. Um, and then Ingram, four saves for the game, really kept us in it at some pretty crucial points um, and seems to be in the votes just about every week at the moment, really having a strong start to the season.
1: Yeah, look, I mean, in terms of, I don't think I could even argue. I looked at your votes and I sort of tried to think, and I guess that's the problem. I need to try and make my decision before I look at yours. I look, like, Yeah, that's a fair shout and it's hard to sort of, I look at that and I I probably may have ended up with the same sort of players anyway, but I can't really, I look at that and I go, is there anyone who deserves to to oust any of those guys? And probably not. Um, But I think what's really, I I guess we've been pretty lucky with some of the lone players that we've brought in, like over the last, I don't know, over the last like five or six seasons, we seem to have mostly those players that have come in from bigger clubs been reasonably decent for us. Yeah. Which is um and but and Bernard is exceeding my expectations. I suppose um, not that I knew much about him anyway, but um you know like he's he's absolutely pushing Greaves and Jones to to the limit in that you know fight for a starting spot in the first team.
0: Yeah, I mean, considering he was on loan at Salford City last year, I mean, League Two is a is a fair drop from. The championship so from that point of view expectations around him I, I i as well thought you know center backs a pretty tough position just to step into so um there was a lot of pressure on him if he was going to get first team starts and he's he certainly hasn't put a foot wrong in that sense um at all um, and then one player who I haven't really touched on yet but you know two starts two wins for the season for josh emmanuel as well um may well be a case of does coil get back in the side or does emmanuel kind of keep his spot
1: on merit mm, well isn't that almost how it went the other way? Yeah. Emmanuel started because um, Coyle was out and then it was... Did Emmanuel,
0: yeah, did Emmanuel get injured or something last year? I'm yeah, trying to think.
1: I feel, like, I feel like that's sort of what happened and they switched and then Coyle came in and performed like exceeding well. Oh, because he came in and he had that suspension so he couldn't start the first few games. Yeah. Emmanuel started and then... Shh. Okay. Yeah, he was performing
0: really well, so something must come. Coil did get, he got the winner in the um, EFL Trophy, so maybe it might have been around then oh. that Coyle sort of took over in the late. Because it was, from memory, it was that sticky patch that we had in December where yeah. um, I think McCann changed the team a bit and brought Coyle in and we kind of settled into our rhythm again and, and it was just sort of status quo from there. But mm. look, I mean, yeah, starts against Preston, starts against uh, Middlesbrough, we get the two wins, so... Pretty good signs for Emmanuel in that sense.
1: Yeah, I um, hope he keeps going because he's yeah. I mean, he's a great we, player to watch. Yeah, we knew we know we know what we get from. I mean, that's what's probably really good about, especially that right back position. Like both of those players, you, uh, we know what we're going to get. They're really really consistent and perform on a really high level, which is really it's a good good sort of depth to have.
0: Definitely. Well, we'll move on then um, and we'll do the triple flashback of the week. Um, it's it's a reasonably easy one this week um, in the sense that, I mean, we've already touched on one of the players and it is going to be players that we talk about in a second. Um, but I thought this was a good week to do it. Um, interestingly, when I wrote this question, um, one of the players hadn't yet been, received a cap for his country. So I had to amend the answers today um, to update it from the last time I uh, looked at these questions. But the question for the week is, can you name the last three players to represent their country while playing for Hull City?
1: Uh, Carl <laughs> Josh Jimenez, Correct. And the third one, I'm not 100% sure on, because I know so- that Matt uh, Smith got called up to the Wales squad earlier this season, but I don't know whether he played. <laughs> Because I have wasn't following closely enough. Otherwise, I was like, "Is it all the way back to like Jackson Irvine or something dumb like that?"
0: Yeah, well, yeah. So, so you've actually you've got all three there. So it is, it is Elder, Magennis, and Smith. So Smith did play oh. for Wales. Um, yeah. It's and it's a, it's a really good because the the one, the previous player that I had to take out was Gavin White, who. Represented Wales last season on loan for us as well, so it is a couple of the loanies make that one a bit more tricky. But I know it's your first three for three. It's, oh, I, well, actually, no, there was there was another one I think that was pretty straightforward. But you know, you get, get getting pretty good with these. I have to get a harder one next week for that. But uh, look, I thought it was a I thought it was a good one to do this week uh, as we cover the internationals. So we do have uh, Magennis did start for Northern Ireland I think this morning um, against. Uh, I can't remember who they played, but I think they lost two one in that one. Um, and then, unfortunately, as we we're saying, Elder didn't get off the bench for Australia or, or start either of the games for Australia, which was uh, particularly frustrating given Behich's performance uh, against mm. Japan. And That's I mean, right, next time, not to single him out too much, but yeah, you know, both goals reasonably at fault for uh, from his point of view, but um, gives on a little bit to think about next time for Elder as well, I suppose. But yeah, I, I guess um, from an international's point of view um i suppose elder's probably on his way back to city now uh and should be pretty fresh and, and prepared for the the weekend's game
1: yeah i mean you would hope so it would be hard <laughs> to not be fresh he's, i mean he's been training but yeah no no minutes from the two games that for the superheroes so um i guess that then begs the question that we sort of referenced earlier if elder is back then how we line up? Are we gonna? Yeah. Will we keep? Do we keep the three five two and play Elder as a wing back, or do we, are we going to revert back to the four three three?
0: And it's interesting as well because I, I hadn't thought of um, when we're talking about the potential or, or the the current injuries in the squad. I think Magennis was one of the players who was out injured, and, and he's mm-hmm. clearly now fit if he's starting for Northern Ireland. So um, it means we have a lot of options for those two forward spots, and it may well be the case that we just switch back to the four three three because otherwise we just can't fit in. You know, KLP, Wilkes, Smith, Magenis, mm-hmm. Eves, all into those sorts of roles or, or, you know, coming off the bench to fill those roles. So um, I'd love to see us line up in the three-five-two 2 again, but it may well be that needs must and we go back to a four-three-three. 3 Yeah, look,
1: I don't know. It's hard to say, I guess, because I... Either way, we have an abundance of talent that is not going to get to, to play football matches at the moment if everybody's fit. So,
0: Which is which is a good position to be in, I guess. Oh, yeah. And it's it's a weird position to be in, given our table position, that you'd almost think that it's a case of, geez, struggling to put an 11 together. But we've actually got a lot of good players and a lot of good positions. It's just what the combination is to unlock the winning formula.
1: Mm, um, and I guess the The question that I have in the back of my mind is, how will Honeyman be managed on his second return this
0: season? Yeah, um, it's yeah, it's interesting because he it's you know we're saying it before his first debut this season of well you know things will be better when we have Honeyman fit and firing and and it still seems to be the case and um I, I just want to be able to see him sort of showcase his talents in the championship yeah. for us and see where see where we can end up with him in the side.
1: Yeah, and I think um, I think we're all really waiting to see whether he will perform at this level. There's the first time you know he when he first arrived, there was a bit of a struggle, um, and so you know he didn't probably perform at the level we wanted. um, But we sort of went well, he's only just arrived and you know essentially thrust into a losing side. Um, But certainly last season showcased you know, his potential and what he can do. Um, so I think I'm really excited to see over the course of the rest of the season how he can now, now that he's settled into the into the club and, and the team, how he's going to acclimatise himself on the pitch in the championship.
0: Yeah, certainly. And that's probably a good opportunity to look ahead to that Huddersfield game that we have coming up this weekend. Um, I think they've got two wins in their last five games um, as well as two wins in their last five games against us. Um, so it's going to be an interesting clash in that sense. Um, They're managed by Carlos Corboran, who who took over as manager in July of 2020, um, arriving from the Leeds under-23s. It's done a reasonable job. I think pre-season or early in the season, I probably would have had them as one of the certainties to go down, uh, or at least certainties to be in the relegation battle, but they've given a good good account of themselves. They they had a win against Blackburn 3-2 in their last five games, so starting to perform pretty well as a squad um, for, for probably what their expectations were this season, which is good for them, um, makes it an interesting clash for us because it's, it's certainly one of those games sort of in the same ilk as the Middlesbrough, the Blackpool game, where you think this is a really good set of fixtures that we've got at the moment. Um, and in a way, it's probably unfortunate the timing of the international break that we weren't able to kind of capitalise on that momentum and, and positive emotion around the squad and, and go on and, and have another match but hopefully we can sort of galvanize and and sort of uh, recapture that spirit and, and really take advantage of a pretty you know achievable uh fixture and you know in in terms of trying trying to get the win
1: yeah look i um i guess uh, yeah there's there's positives from having the break when we had it but also yeah i guess that's the other flip side have do we have we ended did it interrupt the momentum that we possibly were building um but yeah, look, I, I think I sort of end up saying the same thing every week in the championship. It's going to be a tough game, but you know, if we do, if we do what we, um, you know, what we show what we can. Everyone turns up, but I, um, I, I, this, I, I feel like this is a pretty, a fairly. There's not many games that I think are out of our reach, or that like many teams that we play that I go that I don't have hope that we can get something. Um, so I'm, I'm fairly confident. Um, I kind of feel like I lean towards your um, thing of sticking with the 352 um you know the old like wire change the winning formula um, we finally got a, got a breakthrough victory with that um, seemed like we were really dynamic throughout um, you know and for what was I guess the, the, the first time we've seen it with McCann so the first time, they've potentially only had you know a week's worth of of training drills on it before that game before borough you know they you know, obviously they're professionals and they you know know what it's about but um you know getting it all together and to get a win first first go with it is is reasonably impressive sort of a thing so i would yeah. like to see that they've worked to continue to work on that um and like to see that again like yeah I, I think um, you know we've talked about Wilkes being a confidence player. You know, to, to finally to nab that goal as well will do him the world of good. Um, so I, I I'm fairly confident. I think we will. Um, I think we'll pick up a win. I don't think it'll necessarily be. I don't you know certainly a convincing barnstorming victory, but you know like a one nil or something like that is um, absolutely achievable
0: yeah um and and it's actually a really good point there that maybe this international break is a blessing in that sense that it gives the squad more time to train if we are sticking with the three five two gives them more time to sort of learn it and gel and 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 figure out the intricacies and 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 all of that sort of thing as well. So um could be positive in that sense. and yeah, look i I do think it's a pretty achievable um fixture so I, i'd I'd be hoping that we can target the three points in this one, one nil two one sort of victory it would be good, another clean sheet would be great. Um, if it can be achieved. Um, so yeah, I, I think it's really good. I mean, I was just looking ahead to the fixtures to come after this. We've got Peterborough um, Thursday morning as well. So we'll we'll be previewing that in our next episode. Um, but Peterborough, Luton, Coventry, really good form, but still a side that I'd say on their days is a side that we could probably get at and, and get something against. And and look, even Westprom at the moment in the last couple of fixtures have shown that they, they're not in the best of form. Um, a few doubts around the manager, I think, from the supporters. So um, who knows what sort of state they'll be in by that point as well. So look, if, if all of us, if we came out and beat, beat Huddersfield and all of a sudden that's seven points from the three games, that that paints a very different picture from where we were a couple of weeks ago. Um, I think especially now Wilkes on the board, KLP starting to find the goals as well, Eves getting, finding the goals as well. So it's, it's starting to look a lot more positive than it was coming into that Blackpool game.
1: Yeah. And I think that's, I guess like that's just sort of the nature of, you know, of championship football and of football where you have such a long season is that even though, you know, we had that, we had a terrible run where we didn't pick up any points. It doesn't seem to take that long to sort of, if you can turn around, it doesn't take that long, a couple of couple of key matches, a couple of key moments, and you can sort of turn that momentum and, you know, two or three points or four points and all of a sudden you're in a much better position, seven points, all of a sudden you're outside of that bottom three, you know, another, you know, points here and there and you start just creating or like building a, a platform to, to to go on for the rest of the season because there's still plenty of plenty of games left to play plenty plenty of minutes plenty of goals left to be scored um so i think despite what's been a pretty rocky start to the season i'm still very optimistic um you know for the season as a whole
0: yeah certainly certainly and i think i'm just looking at the table i mean we're three points behind a whole glut of teams in that mid table sort of bracket so all of a sudden, I think, you know, you put back-to-back wins together and suddenly it completely changed the, the dynamics of the season. So, um, yeah, look, it'll be a, certainly an interesting game to look forward to in that sense. Um, and then, as I said, we've got the Peterborough game um, midweek after that to, to really try to capitalise on as well. So um, lots to look forward to over the next seven days. But, uh, look, thanks for joining me on this one, Dan.
1: No worries. Um, my only other question is, have you heard anything about Derby uh, appealing their oh, points deduction.
0: I saw this that thing. yesterday. I couldn't. I couldn't quite believe it. I mean, uh, it just like they've they've appealed. They've they've whined. They've complained at every sort of turn about the potential penalty. They've dragged their feet, and it, it just feels like more stalling tactics. I yeah. um I don't really know what sort of ca- they're trying to claim that it's to do with COVID that they've incurred these losses. When you kind of look at the player contracts that they signed and everything like that, and you think. Oh, I mean, everyone else is suffering from COVID, and, and they're not kind of kind of falling under these sorts of uh, potential yeah. penalties themselves. So, um, yeah, look, yeah, there's 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 been a there's been a fair bit off the field as well that we could have touched on. I sort of I've sort of steered clear of it because I know we've talked about the man, the, yeah. uh, the ownership situation before. But you know, you look at the potential that Mike Ashley might try and buy Derby. There's the guy that wanted to buy West Ham that might be turning his attention to us or to Derby as well. Um, and then, you know, sort of ever creeping closer potential for the takeover from the Turkish bid um, is all going to be very interesting. I think the next month, month and a half mm. is going to be a very interesting time to see uh, what happens. But um, yeah, at this stage, it's there's, there's just so much paper talk. It's so hard to know what to, to take with, with um, any certainty, I guess
1: hmm that's um it's a it's wild time in the world in general and also still in football i mean football never disappoints in that aspect i suppose it's always yeah. some crazy news story going on
0: and there might be a certain manager available pretty soon who uh we wouldn't mind getting back in the dugout as well so uh, it's going to be very interesting to see what happens there. And, and actually, speaking of that, I should say before we head off, um, we did record a, another one of our flashback episodes last week where we looked back at the start of the 2012-13 season when Steve Bruce arrived at the club and that sort of journey up to the Premier League began. So it's well worth a listen if you haven't yet had a listen to that. Um, and speaking of Steve Bruce potentially leaving Newcastle, who knows if, uh, if things could happen all over again. We can't but, finally
1: listening to your advice, and you're ready to sack him already. Yeah,
0: look, sorry, Grant. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see how we go. Um, but yeah, no, appreciate uh, appreciate everyone listening in for this episode, and appreciate you for joining me for it, Dan.
1: Yeah, not a problem. Anytime, I'm always down to talk football.
0: No worries. Well, thank you to everyone, and uh, we'll be back next week to preview that Peterborough game as well as the uh, other fixture that we have over the weekend, uh, which I've now suddenly lost. Uh, the Peterborough and the Ludentown games. We'll be back to preview those next week. But until then, come on, City. You've been listening to the official Hull City Australia podcast. For more discussion, join us on Facebook in the Hull City AFC Australian Supporters Group or follow us on Twitter at Hull City AFC Oz. The music was created by Amber and Black.
1: There's no gen tenip- in